0: Like Slay the Spire, I have no idea what's going on with the story. Unlike Slay the Spire, I could not seem to push myself past the six or so hours of playtime with this one. The question is, did we choose to play this game too soon after my quest to the top of the Spire, or is this game just not as good? Mike, unless you can convince me
1: otherwise, this game is missing something. I just don't know what it is. Monster Train might be worth playing for the Cat Merchant alone, but Monster Train lies in the in-between for me. I enjoyed myself with the game, but I wasn't hooked. Solid gameplay system, interesting classes with a coupling effect that adds to the strategy. There's a lot to love and I think I will stand it's probably worth your time, but not for me. It's set somewhere in the in-between. So we got a lot to talk about. So let's do just that. Welcome to Bits of Time where we ask the simple question, is this video game worth your time? If they set me on a train, I don't know if it would be considered a monster train, but I am Michael. (laughs) And I'm Larry. Maybe to some person's point, if I'm playing my Switch on a train, that heathen playing video games, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I feel like there's a little bit less of that nowadays, hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully. Welcome to Bits of Time. Into this wonderful little episode we got going for you. There's a lot to talk about with this game, and it's interesting that we're both on the same page already. That it's, yeah, we couldn't push ourselves through. I mean, I beat the game technically, so.
0: Well, I, t- well, okay. What's the technical term for beating a game, though?
1: You like finish this? a run, baby. Okay. So, how many runs did you finish? So I, f- uh, well, we're just gonna jump right into the jump quick, right, in. right to the quick bits, I guess. So total play time for this game for me is. Nine hours and 31 minutes on the Xbox Series S. And I did it for six hours and seven minutes on the Xbox Series S.
0: I'm assuming we both played it on Game Pass.
1: Yes. I mean, I did. So, yeah, you were assuming correctly. I did a total of 14 runs. I finished my first run on number two. Okay, so that's fascinating. So I did a total of seven runs,
0: but I didn't get my first win till my Fifth. So my last three in a row, five, six, and seven, I won every single time.
1: Nice. My last two, I won as well. So my 13th and 14th run, I also won.
0: Okay. So, yeah, that's interesting. I kind of felt like it was, I kind of thought maybe I would keep playing, but after my seventh run, and I know this is absurd to say, I felt like I kind of figured it out and I was like, it wasn't calling me back in. I actually wrote down our scores because
1: they do share the scores, which is very interesting. Let's dive into that. This game has a mechanic. Yeah. Whatever friends you have on Xbox Live or whatever you're going to call it, it shares your run score? Is that what it is? And So you can tell when somebody beats the campaign and when somebody loses and all that jazz. So
0: it's interesting because at least between the two of us, we played four of the uh, classes or races, champions, whatever you want to call them. So for Hellhorned, who do you think had the higher score out of the two of them? Me. Okay. You scored 34,010 points with your run on Hellhorned. I scored 42,555. Well, crap. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The Awoken. First, who do you think scored higher? I'm going to go with you. (laughs) You scored 38,045, and I barely beat you. (sighs) 38,265. Now, here's the largest gap. I'm going to say there's Stegen,
1: Stegen or something? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So you scored 3,427. I'm going to guess you did not beat it with these guys. No. I did 32,800, and then you, I never played as Umbra. You unlocked Umbra. You scored 7,000 there. The fascinating thing that I noticed was you beat it. I beat it once with Hellhorned, Awoken, and Stygian. <laughs> you beat it with Hellhorned and Awoken. So you never beat it with uh, the other two.
1: Correct. So those, out of the breakdown, I think I played six times as Awoken and like eight times as Hellhorned. Yeah, and you, the- and... So you beat it with the Awoken twice. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. Cool. It does so, show that right there. I'm going to assume then that's probably your favorite. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I wouldn't think so. They're, they're just a fun, I like their plant-based nature lifestyle kind of thing. I could take or leave this aspect of the game. I think it's cool for discussions like we're having right now. And I think for some people, uh, I think this could be a motivator to keep going for sure if you're trying to compete over and over again. I, for myself, that's very far and few in between when there's a game that hits me like that. It's interesting you brought that
0: part up because when I found out that our scores were public and I was writing down my scores, if I wasn't above you in all three that I checked, I could have, there was a part of me that was like, I wonder if I should just go do one more run just in case. But I beat you in all three, so it didn't <laughs> matter. But I was like, I could definitely see that being a thing. Now, I won't lie, I almost got tempted literally last night to try and play one run as Umbra, but it wasn't pulling me in. So yeah,
1: That's okay. Lair, if you had to paint me a picture of this game, I haven't done this this season yet, What? how would you describe Monster Training? It's a roguelike game, but what are you doing? Literally think
0: card based you know from last season we did slay the spire you have cards but then you have units that you can play on three different levels of an actual moving train and then monsters start forming in from level one and then if you can't stop them they jump up to level two if they make it up to the fourth level your heart or what i think it's called heart or Sounds right. Yeah, it's sitting up at top, and you don't want that having all of its HP removed. Now, it can attack, too, like a freaking truck. (laughs) But So you need to basically almost... It's kind of like a tower defense, in a sense, as well. So in that aspect, it's actually pretty unique. But yeah, you're literally just fighting monsters on a train.
1: The name. (laughs) (laughs) Could have been Fight Monster Train. Monster Fight Train.
0: Something like that. (laughs) What did you think of that mechanic?
1: I thought it was actually pretty clever, so you definitely have to diversify your units because when the boss comes in, which I think is a really cool aspect, if the boss kills all your creatures on a floor, it freezes it out and you can no longer go to it Mm -hmm. and he just jumps up to the next one or they jump up to the next one. I thought that was a very cool mechanic. And I do feel like you have to think, like, okay, the first car is probably going to get destroyed when the boss comes in. So do I want to stack my enemies up higher or do I want to ki- But the problem with that is the normal mobs that come through, then you might not be able to kill them before they get to your heart if you don't have the first level stacked. And it's kind of back and forth with that. I kind of like that strategy.
0: So I actually had three different experiences with the gameplay in this game, and I, I wanted to see if this is what you went through as well. For me, the initial run, this game is freaking overwhelming. <laughs> like The first time I did a run, I was like, what is going on? There are like the attacks happen so quickly. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. Yeah. It was just hard for me to keep up, even though I think I actually almost made it to like the seventh fight or something like that on my first time. Like I was doing good. I just didn't know what I was doing. Then the middle game was basically, like, okay, I kind of like this. Now I'm starting to play the tower defense, the boss coming in and doing its thing and sometimes kind of floating around different levels at different times. I like that strategy. But then by the end of it, at least for me, it got to a point where it just felt like as long as I had really good defense and like a multi-strike guy behind the big defender in front, it almost eliminated every concern I had for the entire game. And it felt like I got to the point where I was like that just solved everything for me. I'm sure as the game goes on further, that isn't going to be the answer. But for me, that was the thing that solved it every single time.
1: That was mainly the strategy I'd used to get a big tank in the front and then have a multi-strike so you could take down people. Obviously, sometimes a multi-strike still wouldn't take out all the mobs, so then you'd have to chase them up the levels. But I found I had a similar experience where... So I really like the choice. Like I like that you can upgrade magic or upgrade new mobs, new classes, okay, buy items.
0: Yeah, and we haven't even brought that up. That's yeah,
1: so the choice in this game, the route is your train goes from one area to the next and you're split and you can go either left or right. And it kind of... What I don't... I think where Slay the Spire excels in this aspect is this one you know you're going to get into a fight no matter what, right? Mm -hmm. You make a choice and your choice is preparing you for the next boss fight. In Slay the Spire you're picking a route to see how many enemies you can fight before you get to either a save point or you diversify And grab a boon of some kind, and maybe it'll curse you, but you kind of get that choice. This one choice is all about resources.
0: Well, it's different. For me, though, I felt like whichever direction had an artifact for me to get, I would always go. (laughs) (laughs) Like, there are times where I'd be like, if I was needing to upgrade my units and make them stronger, so they all of a sudden would have, you know, 45 health, but they would attack by, you know, 10 instead of five or something like that, I would forego that if i could get an artifact because it felt like the artifacts were stupidly powerful in this game they were allowing you to unlock your floor so you could place up to like you know i could start fitting three or four of my guys on one level instead of you know only three because i'd run out of room uh they're really
1: really powerful in this game and that choice i think is still strong i just think it's not as strong as slay the spire Which is funny because I feel like this game probably has more variations and stuff you can tweak because of the levels and the amount of mana or whatever for each level and how many units you can put on it.
0: That right there is the thing that I couldn't figure out because I was telling myself when I was trying to sit down, what is it about this game? Because technically, yes, there is more. It feels like there's more choice. There's more for you to do in between rounds, but there's something about this game that made me want to go back and play Slay the Spire, which I eventually did. Slay the Spire is such a just beautifully simplistic, but like almost perfectly crafted experience that, or it's tighter maybe is, would be even a better way of saying it. And I can't figure out why this just doesn't quite hit. It almost has a, uh, a mobile game effect to me a little bit where it feels like I could play this on like my iPad. And I understand that's not necessarily a critique, because there's a lot of modern games that you can do that. Yeah,
1: but it feels just a, a like a tad cheaper, which is funny because the art style and yeah. music, I would say, is probably <laughs> better. Like the overall presentation is yeah. a better looking game, but I I don't know if I have the same feel for that. But it there's just something about it where I don't know it, if I agree. By the way, with
0: the the art style thing, really. It's more colorful. It's it, it's graphically better. There's something about the art style in Slay of the Spire I just enjoyed more.
1: That's a, It's an ugly-looking game, though. <laughs> it is. I know. <laughs> but, but, yeah, it does have a, this kind of... It's so kind of so ugly that it's kind of endearing or charming in just, some way. Monster Hunter, for me, feels... Monster
0: Train. Monster Train. Sorry. <laughs>
1: it feels like
0: it's... I don't know, I keep saying, it feels like a cell phone game. I I don't mean to bash it like that, because I did enjoy my time with it. I spent, what was it, what did I say, uh, six hours? Six hours and 17 minutes. I enjoyed it. But
1: yeah, I'm just so confused, my feelings on this game. Yeah, I mean, so am I. That's why I said in my intro, I'm kind of like, this is an in-between thing for me. And I know a lot of people from... The scouring of the internet, it seems like people actually really like this game, and some people like it more than Slay the Spire, mm-hmm. and I can see why you would.
0: Agreed. I don't disagree with that. I, there's a lot more. I feel like there's a lot more to do in this one, too. With the upgrades, there's a lot more variety. There's You could absolutely change your deck in massive ways with this, because you can choose to go more spell-oriented or unit-oriented, and... Go with less artifacts. The fact that you can blend and have like the awoken with somebody else. Yeah, that's I a love lot. That. The
1: strategy adds up. It's funny. There is a lot to do, but again, I feel like the choice of you know there's a fight coming up right away, like that dilutes it for me. Hmm. I like the. You can't pick your route. Yeah, the branching path. I mean, you do, but it's so. It's you really, simple. You really don't.
0: It's you, The route is there. You can see where you're, who you're going to fight. You get to decide what kind of upgrades
1: you want along your route. Yeah, which I guess if you boil down to it, Slay the Spire is similar in that aspect. Because you know at the top there's a boss, right? But the way you get there is very customizable. And it's very risk-reward where this game is not. Ooh, maybe
0: that's it a little bit too. It's at the end of the day with Slay the Spire, yeah. At, at the end of each rung, you're going to fight a boss. But technically, with Slay the Spire, you can switch up how many fights have to happen before you exactly. get to that point.
1: That's that's the big stickler for me. Mm. Yeah, maybe that's it. That, that's that's a good one. So a question you asked, is there a pug variety in this game? And I saw no pugs in this game. So unless you're counting those little demon imps as dogs. It's funny. I read that last
0: night when I was going through the notes and I was like, really autocorrect? How's that? i was supposed to say enough. Uh,
1: How how does enough get autocorrected to pug? Uh, No pugs.
0: I love that you did not say anything.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I kept that one Uh, when I was doing my notes. Did well we, we, that? we, That's we, what I was trying to say. Uh, I think that's what it, Yeah, but I was like, pug variety. All right. We kind of talked about the variety, so I'm not going to worry about that right now. We're quite a few minutes into this, but Monster Train was developed by Shiny Shoe and published by Good Shepherd Entertainment on May 21st, 2020. Uh, I just want to shout out this developer because they are releasing their second game, I think, pretty soon. Uh, time of recording, I saw it's, it has a 2023 release date. It's called Inkbound and it should be coming out soon. It's a co-op roguelike game. Looks pretty interesting. So if you like this game, maybe you'll also like their second entry. And I'm curious about that, so I'm going to keep my eye on that one.
0: Yeah, I'm actually just looking it up right now. It's an MMO.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's still co-op, but yeah, it's a little bit bigger than... Wait, this is...
0: RPG stuff... strategy MMO.
1: It does say roguelike, right?
0: Yes. So it, all the on Steam, it's labeled as a tactical RPG, turn-based tactics, roguelike... Rogue light, PVE strategy RPG and turn-based strategies.
1: You know what's funny? Everything. On so on this game, monster. Can you look up Monster Train on Steam? I want to see if they classify as a rogue light or a rogue-like.
0: Monster Train is considered a card battler
1: and rogue light. I do not understand the difference, man. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> like, you know
0: what? I bet you I could look that up for us right now because I'm actually curious. Yeah,
1: I've, which is weird because I've looked up this definition before and I still can't wrap my head around it. Roguelike elements, you'll just know that you know what it means by now. You're doing a run. You're dying. You're getting some partial upgrades. Go again. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the the Google definition is the difference in roguelite versus roguelike elements lies in whether a game adheres to or breaks from hard lines about a rogue game. Most often, though, roguelite games incorporate some level of permanent out-of-run progression, making that the easier easiest signifier.
1: Roguelite does that? Yeah. Okay, I guess that makes sense. Honestly, they, they're they probably interchangeable then in that regard. Whatever. So weird how that happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? So I mentioned that this game, I think, is better looking than Slay the Spire, has better audio. With that story upfront cinematic where, you know, the angels are <laughs> coming to get us, do you th- want more story-based content in these experiences?
0: Uh, it, So far, in my card-based roguelite or, like, style games, I have not come across one yet where I've literally given two craps about the story. Uh, That's not saying that it can't happen. Hades, which is another one, the first one I ever played that I loved, I cared about the story in that game. I really liked it. I liked the development of the characters. So I'm for it. Literally could care less about the story in this game. I literally don't even know what's going on.
1: (laughs) Do you, uh, yeah. So how intrusive does it need to be? Is there a a line? Because Hades is much more story driven, I would say, than a lot of roguelike games. Do you need a sprinkling? Do you want, or if they do story, do you want them to go more Hades route or can it be a half step back?
0: I think it would definitely have to be, it would it would matter depending on what the game mechanics are like. Because yeah, like you said, it's definitely possible. And I feel like this game gets close to that at times where the story cinematics and stuff could absolutely get in the way of the flow of all the different screens happening. Where... Slay the Spire, the only time that ever happens when you went to go get to the top of the, you know, rung each spire. I. It could work. I just, I don't necessarily need it. That's not why I play a lot of these games. I want the quick upgrades. I want to see now that I've upgraded this, how does that affect my next run? I like that kind of mechanic.
1: Yeah, I feel like it, for yeah. the loop, The the loop. I feel like for the most part, yeah, I feel like story gets in the way and it tells its story through atmosphere and who you run into and that kind of thing. I think I'm in agreement. Okay. So let's move on to the quick bits and then a final wrap-up question. For the most part, you've heard most of these quick bits, so I'm just going to skip around. Uh, On my ninth run, I got two of my clans to level five, which is at their highest level, I believe. Shout out to the cat merchant again. Super (laughs) awesome. I got 13 of the achievements.
0: Yeah, and literally you just got one more than I did. So the only one that – because I had 12 – Granted, you played three more hours than I did, but it was that unlocking Umbra. So I hadn't done that yet. And I I think you need the third group. Uh, I can't remember what they're called. The Steigen? You need them to level five, I think, to unlock Umbra. I believe. I could be completely wrong. Yeah, I think
1: you're wrong because I didn't get them to level five. Okay, then I have no
0: idea what the requirement is. (laughs) (laughs) But okay. So to move on. I've kind of made jokes about this off podcast, so I'll talk about it on. I can't believe how generic (laughs) the the title of this game is. Like, it's just the most literal (laughs) title I've seen in a game in a long time. And so, with that being said, can you think of any other video game that has a terrible name on its surface to start?
1: So the one that popped in my head, which I haven't played, and it actually looks really cool, Triangle Strategy. Yeah, Like, like that is a <laughs> terrible name for a so, game.
0: Do you think it's possible, like, once you play it, like, there will be a reasoning for why?
1: Oh, I'm sure there will be, yeah. There's a triangle of, you know, I don't know. Okay, all right. <laughs> it's well, like a rock, paper, scissors type of thing.
0: Yeah, so that's what I was thinking that, that must mean. But I hope that it's deeper than that. I don't think it is. Some force action. All right, so then I think the more fun part of this would be, okay, I want you to make three games you love and turn them into a bland, generic name and then i'm gonna try and see if i can guess what the game is
1: this was a lot harder than i thought it would be to like take a game i love and strip it like make it generic and i'm very bad at this i'm realizing Well, well,
0: how about this i will do my first one to see if it's even and then you try and guess it okay okay i I, like this this one i feel like it's just too easy because it's stupid a brisk walk up a mountain or short hike so it's, it's really funny you said that. I have in parentheses a short hike, or I thought it would also work
1: with journey. <laughs> uh, that, that's good. Yeah. All right. Mine is Kaiju time. Uh, 13 Sentinels. No, look at you. You got it. <laughs>
0: All right. Urge to serve. <laughs>
1: Urge to serve? <laughs> Starcraft? No. no. Oh, wait. Uh, oh, uh, Bioshock. No. No, I have no idea. Call of Duty.
0: (laughs) 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 I I, want to petition them to change it. (laughs) Urge to
1: serve. (laughs) Oh, God. You're not going to get this one because I don't even know if it makes sense. Jump Space.
0: Jump Space? Yeah. Why do I feel like this is uh, like Transistor or something like that? No. I don't know.
1: Super Mario Galaxy? (laughs)
0: Oh, my God. Well, I'm pretty sure this will be worse than that. Shout at Dragons 5. <laughs> <laughs> Elder Scrolls. Sky I wanted to give you one really easy one. <laughs> shout this at Dragons <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, This is the last one you're not going to get either. Garden Blade. Garden Blade? Is this just like a
0: Zelda reference?
1: No, that probably works
0: though. Garden Blade. Garden Blade. Uh, I, I have no idea.
1: Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, I, hey, but that actually
0: kind of, uh, the blade thing. Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, of the, the, what's it called? The um, Gunblade. Gunblade? Okay. I should just call it Gunblade.
1: There we go. <laughs> <laughs> there go. All right. Yeah. No, that, that
0: was fun. Though. I really think, though, I would love for people to kind of tweet at us and just kind of give us some really fun ones for us to try and guess. Yes.
1: Let us know either in the DMs or whatever. <laughs> Tell me your most generic video game name that you love.
0: You have to do a better job than we just did.
1: <laughs> I don't know that. Uh, shout. To trash. <laughs> Urge to serve.
0: Monster Train, like its name suggests, has left us both feeling all right about this. Not every game can be the best or worst experience you've ever played. Most fall somewhere in the middle, and that's just fine. Until next time.